Hello everybody, this is Avery from the Battle Brother cast. Just a quick announcement. Uh, we have a new email. So if you like to if you would like to email us about something we're doing wrong or something we're doing right or just to let me know I have a sexy voice or something, uh, up to you I guess. Uh, that will be posted on the episode link that's going to be the battlebrothercast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the battlebrothercast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about where we're going, what you'd like to see, anything and everything. Thank you, and Ave Imperator. Episode Today, we're talking about the Iron Warriors. Avery, take it away. I'm sorry for interrupting you. The Iron Warriors. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Perturavo and the Iron Warriors. Honestly, one of my favorite legions. And my one of my favorite legions that fell from the Emperor's Grace, as you could say. Uh, they are led by their Primarch, Perturavo, who is yes. uh, also known as the Lord of Iron, the Hammer of Olympia, uh, the Breaker. Um, he is a pretty well-known, reputable character in 40k, as he's one of the 20 Primarchs. Um, I would like to start this off with a, uh, prayer written by Perturavo. Uh, <laughs> from iron cometh strength, from strength cometh will, from will cometh faith, from faith cometh honor, from honor cometh iron. This is the iron litany, and it forever shall be. This is... <laughs> The theme song, this is the mantra of the Iron Warriors. Iron Warriors excelled at siegecraft. They were the best at laying siege to anything, ever, ever. Um, but first, we should talk about Perturavo himself. He landed on right. the planet of Olympia. Once the gods of chaos did all their warpy shit in the Himalayan mountains when the emperor was growing his sons from test tubes. Right. Uh, he was taken in by the tyrant. Of, uh, the Damikos. The, uh, the tyrant Damikos, yep. Da Dam Dam Damikos, sure. Right. Uh, he, he was used, uh, once Once everybody realized how amazing he was at making things, uh, he was used to make siege weapons, to make weapons of mass destruction, to improve battle lines, and uh, but all the while, uh, Perturavo just didn't like being the, a weapon of war. He wanted to create, he wanted to build. And every time he brought this up to his father, his adoptive father, they, like, started yelling at each other. And people yeah. generally don't yell at Primarchs for too long. <laughs> I'm surprised. I have a question. Is it not canon that he had a... He would constantly fight with the Damakos over, like, you're not my actual father. My yes. actual father is in space. Kinda, yeah. He so didn't Perturabo, know. He didn't know for sure, but, like, he canonically, knew, obviously, Dan Damakos canonically, was his father. Canonically, Perturabo literally yelled, "You're not my real dad!" Yeah. At the tyrant king of, is his name Damakos or is that his title? Not because sure that's his name. It says the, they brought him before the Damakos. Pre I'm pretty sure that was his name, but I could be wrong. <laughs> the Damakos. <laughs> he just ref his name is Damakos, but he has people refer to him as the Damakos because yeah, he's in sure. fact the tyrant. Yeah, no, as the tired sure. king, I must refer to myself as the Damakos. Everybody has to refer to me in the third person. Always. Always. <laughs> Except for Perturaba because he's scary. Yes. 
Um, so yeah, like there were a couple of recorded instances of Perturabo uh, making sketches at his workbench and uh, his father coming in and you know like ooh what 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 nonsense have you created this time and Perturabo just being like why are you so mean to me you're not my real dad. <laughs> Literally, I'm just. Why are there no like Arya winning sons involving Perturabo and Damakos? If there were. Perturabo wouldn't have been even close to as dickish as he was throughout the rest of this, the 40k continuum. Good point. <laughs> so I guess they needed some uh, uh, spurring spurring destruction yes. that originated from daddy issues. Uh, like most of these. Everyone here yeah. in every Primarch has some form of daddy issues. You aren't wrong. So, uh, like I said, Perturabo yeah. was not loved, but in a way, he was respected because he was a Primarch and he demands respect. Um, respect he was big and scary. Thorite. Yes, he yes. was big and scary. Um, and then the Emperor landed. And yes. Perturabo immediately bent the knee to the Emperor and pledged himself to the Emperor. Right. Uh, and then Perturabo met his brothers. And the rest of his brothers just didn't like him because Perturabo is a douchebag. And this is very obvious to the rest of the Primarchs. The only other Primarch that Perturabo even kind of got along with was Magnus the Red. Magnus Because the they Red. were nerds! Because they were nerds. Uh, Magnus and Perturabo used to go on, like, archaeology digs together, like, throughout the, the ruins of old Earth. Uh, and they were just a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> that was it. That's the only other person Perturabo ever felt comfortable around. But what about um, Calliope, his sister, his adopted sister? Oh yeah. Well, I'm talking about like important primarchs people. in general. Yes. Yeah. Important people, not yes. the family that had that like not family. As a rule, family dies for character development, and that's exactly it. pretty much always. <laughs> um. So Perturabo also had this thing going on that was kind of like a mutation that happened when he got teleported off Terra, um, where he could see the Eye of Terror always. The Eye of Terror being the massive rift in real space that, like, perpetrates all the fucking demons and shit. It it's is like, the space hell butthole thing at the center of the galaxy that is the source of all that is wrong. Yeah, kinda. It was the thing that was generated by the birth of Slanesh that we talked yes. about previously. It's literally a hole. It's like it's like if a black hole had a black hole inside the black hole, and then also yeah, hell was a thing that was seeping <laughs> through the black hole. Yes. So Perturabo was always sit standing under the purple sun of ultra space hell. Yes. And he brought this up to Magnus. And Magnus was like, that's a little fucking weird. So Perturabo immediately went... Okay, cool. So that there goes that friendship, because Perturabo <laughs> had social anxiety. Don't we all though? <laughs> so eventually, maybe, per go ahead. Maybe that's why he was a dick this whole time. No, he was just scared. No, aside from all of the other things, but like reason. <laughs> aside from the but other like, problems. Yes, aside from the other problems, there's like a severe like. Aside from the giant dictionary-sized list of problems, one of the other problems is that he just didn't know how to do people. Yeah. Because cause that's an overarching theme of just 
I am perturbable. I'm a cold engine of logic. People are weird and gross, and they don't understand me because I'm a cold engine of logic. And squishy pe nerd. I don't like squishy people. They're gross. I like concrete and steel and explosions. Yeah, that's fair. Because that's like an overarching thing of perturbable. Yeah. yeah. So what if? Hear me out. Perturbo just had a mo like Perturbo, aside from being the emperor's technical skill and pride, was also this very small, very repressed part of the emperor that feared other people. That like that other people wouldn't understand what he was, mm. and so he just kind of spent the, all of his life acting on that. And like the cold engine of logic doesn't pro can't really process people well because people don't always follow logic and order. Right. So it makes sense that Perturabo, being the great engineer and ultimate mega science nerd, would not be very skilled at non-murderous diplomacy. Yeah. No, that's that's very good insight, and something I hadn't really thought of. I just thought he was a douchebag. Ah. You know, see, I am a science nerd. I know this feeling. Yeah. Fair enough. You'd it's an, an essential element of being this functional in society is learning how to overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. Got a good point there. <laughs> so, eventually, Perturaba would be re reunited with his legion, the fourth legion, the Iron Warriors. And upon... So, the Iron Warriors were pretty good at this point at, at laying siege to shit. But they kind of had a bad tradition of, like, Death Guard-style attrition warfare... <laughs> Where they would just kind of throw themselves until whatever they were throwing themselves at stopped shooting at them. <laughs> and this led to a lot of casualties. And particularly, uh, one engagement uh, pr uh, prior to the re reuniting of Perturabo and his legion uh, was drastically, drastically above, like, above and beyond the casualties that they took. And In Caladian is what it was called. Yes. And, and 29,000 dudes. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Considering, considering Perturabo's legion estimated around 100,000 men, that's more than a quarter of them dead in a single engagement. Yes. So when yeah. Perturabo heard about this, he was not happy. He ordered... There's this... This is in actual history... There's this thing that the Romans used to do called decimation, where uh, basically you drew stones, and whoever got the discolored stone was basically it, like in a game of tag, you're it, right? Mm -hmm. Only instead yeah. of playing tag, uh, nine of your other friends beat you to death with sticks. <laughs> and that's what Perturabo did to his legion. He had a tenth of the legion get beaten to death by the other legionnaires. This was just because just to serve as a reminder to never again do shit like that again and to instill this sense of um, uh, iron will into his legion. He forced it upon them. That How dare you sacrifice yourselves needlessly? Kill yeah. what? You know, I'm gonna have you all draw straws, and the guy who draws the short straw, you are beating him to death. All of you. One, two, three, ten. One, two, three, ten. At repeated for however many legionaries are left. Let that, and as he's standing above a tenth of his legion just beaten to death, he just, and let that be a lesson to you to never sacrifice, to value 
the lives of your legionaries with more care than you have done previously. As he has ordered a tenth of his legion beaten to death. Yes. The hypocrisy is very, very apparent. Yes. <laughs> any, any, anyway. Yes. F- fucking idiot. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> so the Iron Warriors would continue on to the Great Crusade, and uh, they would excel at siege warfare. They were deployed on the sieges that would not end. They were deployed on the battlefields that would drag on for years and decades. And yeah, and because they were there, they would wrap up in months, days. They were literally the greatest at laying siege ever. Rogaldorn could build them, sure, but Perturabo could definitely knock them down. Right. Um, so, uh, throughout this whole crusade, though, um, because they were deployed on these really long engagements, there was no glory, there was no honor, they just kind of sat there, and they shot things at other things, and they were all kicked around as like, ooh, Bitters and the Iron Warriors, we're tired of fighting this fight. Uh, so there was a degree of resentment that was growing between the Iron Warriors and the other legions. So much right. so that the other legions didn't really want to be around Perturabo. They didn't even credit Perturabo and his legion in some victories. They just said, like, other ally or fellow warrior. <laughs> Perturabo just got, the Iron Warriors just got et alled. Yes, exactly, Ooh. because nobody liked them. <laughs> so, does that mean that the shovel jokes are canon? Yes. They used to just tra- go dig a trench, loser. Pretty much. Especially the Imperial <laughs> Fists. The Imperial yes. Fists and the Iron Warriors, there was severe resentment between these two formations as they despised each other the entire time. It was not a new thing when the heresy kicked off. The entire time. They <laughs> fucking hated each other. Uh, there were actual units in the Iron Warriors um, that excelled at firing siege cannons and, like, siege guns. It was called the right. Stor Bazash. And it's literally what they did, is they fired cannons. And in the heresy, um, their leader, they were called, they called him the Stone Rot, because he could just look at the ground and, like, touch it and know exactly where to dig a trench that would lead the, to the most, ulti- to the most um, significant deployment of troops and cannon to win a battle. Ah. Like, these guys were no joke. Like, I love this shit so much. Siege that warfare- is very cool. Siege Warfare is very interesting in the 41st millennium, and, I mean, this is really more in the 30th millennium, but very it interesting. It still counts. Yeah. The technology hasn't changed at it all. It hasn't. Stagnation. Technolo- the change of technology is bad and heresy. Exactly. So, let's move on to the Horus Heresy a little bit, because there was an event that really trickled down into why the the Iron Warriors betrayed uh, the Emperor. Um, right. Essentially... There was a civil war that broke out on Olympia, and yeah. it got bad. And Perturabo basically had to put the torch to his own planet. And yeah. this was a big deal, because at this time, every pri- uh, Primarch kept and like held secure the planet that they landed on, that they were raised on. Uh, except right. Alpharius, maybe? We don't know. Um, nobody we knows. know nothing about them. We know nothing then. about them. It, them, plural, maybe? Yes. Question mark. I am Alpharius. 
We um, all have Farius. We're just gonna continue to make Alfarius jokes in every single fucking episode, despite well, not yeah. talking about goddamn Alpha Legion for another goddamn well, yeah. four weeks, six weeks, whatever. <laughs> oh, absolutely we are. Because there is no proof that the Alpha Legion is not responsible for everything. There's no proof that there <laughs> yeah. were not 20 Primarchs, it was just Alfarius <laughs> and or Omegon dressing up in a bunch of different costumes. Yeah. There may and, not even be an emperor for all we know. For all we know, that could be a persona Alfarius. that was created by Alfarius and or Malkador. We and don't know. Or Omega. Yes. <laughs> there is no proof to the contrary. So, because Perturabo had to put his planet to the torch and murder most of the people living there, um, he knew that was an act that was irredeemable. That mm. he thought that the emperor was going to punish him for taking that action. And all of a sudden, he got a interesting communication from Horus, uh, the War Master. You know, good old Horus. That said, "Hey, bro, listen. I know you just did that. Listen, c come talk to me and Fulgrim. We'll uh, we'll have a conversation. Uh, I think uh, I think we got a solution to your problem." And Perturabo, being very distraught at this point, said. What what harm could it do? Let's let's hear Horus out. And the seeds of corruption were sown. And slowly but surely, Perturabo came around to the Whoremaster to the War Master. I called him the Whore Master, my bad. No, continue. That's good. <laughs> let's no. We can't call him the Whore Master. What are we supposed to call Fulgrim then? Fair enough. <laughs> um So he he came around to the War Master's point of view and uh, along with the word bearers, the night lords, and the alpha legion. Uh, when the call came out that oh Horus was a traitor, intercept him with re reinforcing the Raven Guard, the Salamanders, and the um, Iron, Iron Hands. Hands. Iron Hands. Um, yes. When that call came around, Perturabo knew it was go time. So. Istvan Five, the traitor <laughs> legions are pinned down by the vanguard of the Emperor's justice. Uh, Perturabo mm -hmm. and his legion deploy a fucking fortress barricade behind the salamanders. Um, or was it? Hey, yeah. When you say I, fortress barricade, I mean they dropped it from orbit and set <laughs> up a, a mobile fortress with cannons on it and shit from orbit <laughs> i'm just imagining just a literal fucking mile high concrete wall just they, they, so they were like i said they're very good at siege craft they right. had shit ready to go they could drop fucking pre-made fortifications wherever they went and that's what they did they set up a whole rear guard behind the vanguard legions as like uh like a firing base because that's what they, they just did. dug. They just set it up so that way they put like a pillbox with a heavy machine gun, a heavy like a machine, a heavy machine gun bolter thing at the top of a hill, right. World no, War Two exactly. Omaha Beach but, style. But think of D-Day Normandy invasion. They dropped that shit from orbit. <laughs> that's how fucking ad advanced siege warfare they were. They're <laughs> fucking cool, man. I don't know what to tell That's awesome. That's so dumb, but it's so cool. Yes, I agree. So when uh, a single red flare rose above the, the fighting engaged legions on Isfan 5, 
uh, the Iron Warriors opened up their great fucking firing base into the <laughs> rear flank of the advancing va- or the retreating vanguard pro- uh, loyalist legions, and they mm-hmm. opened fired and they mowed down quite a few uh, loyalists that day. Uh, uh, after this engagement and the death of Ferris Manus that we covered last week, uh, yeah. uh, Ferris Manus's warhammer forgebreaker that was made by Fulgrim was given as a gift to the Lord of Iron as, uh, you know, a gift. Yeah. You know, we, we, we appreciate you, uh, Perturabo, said Horus, said nobody else. Horus said a little <laughs> louder, and then everybody else mumbled it under their breath. We appreciate you, Perturabo. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, now everyone's safe. Just, he's like, here, as our thanks. He's per- he's like he's horse just staring at everyone. Everyone else is just kind of looking away. Conrad Curse <laughs> yeah. is trying to whistle, but it sounds like he's <laughs> like we are p- thank you, per- everyone. Say thank you, Perturabo. Thank you, Perturabo. <laughs> yes, I like to imagine that's exactly how this conversation went. And that was the and at that moment, Perturabo almost kind of smiled. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Kind of. Maybe. His face <laughs> twitched very slightly. To the point where only the most... Only the other Primarchs with their enhanced... G, enhanced Psyker senses could tell that Perturabo smiled for like a millionth of a second. Yes. So, yes. This gave Perturabo much joy. Much joy. Many happy. <laughs> uh, so, the Horus Heresy would continue. The Iron Warriors would fight alongside the Traitor Legions. And, uh... Mainly, though, they were more focused on killing some Imperial Fists because they had this grudge to settle over who was superior, the Iron Warriors or the Imperial Fists. And they would go from planet to planet to planet, destroying Imperial Fist fortifications until the ultimate siege came about. The Siege of Terra, baby! (laughs) Yes. And so thus, this, no, continue. This was the you culmination of the entire Horus Heresy. The objective of the entire betrayal was to get Horus on the throne. Or right. maybe Magnus, maybe Perturabo, probably not Fulgrim. Conrad definitely Kirsten, not Angron. Definitely not Angron. Not Angron. <laughs> Mortarian smelled too bad. Conrad Kurtz <laughs> is probably already dead, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's seen him in fucking ages. I think he was dead at this point. Uh. Um, oh, yeah, right. He was assassinated already. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was because there were Night Lord contingents at the siege. Um, right. But, they, like, the Nightfall, the the uh, primar- the lead ship of the um, Night Lords was there. Yeah. And, like, some scattered warbands, but not, not too much. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the Iron Warriors and Perturabo specifically were the heralds of the siege. They were the ones coordinating the entire effort because Horus understood that this was literally what Perto- excuse me, what Perturabo was made for. That this would be the final battle and he knew he needed Perturabo to break Dorne's defenses because at this point Dorne had been spending the last seven years reinforcing the Imperial Palace and the area around it. <laughs> So, Fulgrim would, was going to need all the shit he could muster for this. Now, Fulgrim needs that most of the time. Yeah. 
Did I say Fulgrim? I meant yes. Perturabo. You know what? Ah. You know what fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. The image is funnier. Oh, yeah. just like, I will lead the Siege of Terra! Oh, fuck And Perturabo me. just sits there silently fuming, just like... <sighs> and then Horse like, hey, uh, Perturabo, you know who built those buildings? Dorn built those buildings. Dorn built those buildings. You want to make those buildings not be there anymore? Dorn built those buildings. <laughs> just breathing heavily, and everyone, including Angron, just kind of staring at Perturabo for the first time, just kind of frothing at the mouth. It's like, yeah. Dorn buildings. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, this audio is going to be really fun to edit. Thanks, Anisi. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. <laughs> so, while we're talking about the siege, let's talk about some of the more important Iron Warrior players in it. Um, so, Barbara, so, like Horus, uh, those of you who might know, Horus had an inner council uh, called the Mornaval, where he right. had four Luna Wolves, Sons of Horus, um, right. uh, basically be his counselors, be his yeah. voices of reason. Um, the group chat. Yeah, he had a group chat of friends, <laughs> best friends. Um, Perturabo had a very similar thing called the Trident. And the Trident was made up of three warsmiths. Uh, warsmith being the title of the uh, captains of the Iron Warriors companies. Mm -hmm. And these three uh, warsmiths would give Perturabo advice, uh, help him develop siege plans, and very similarly just be there for the uh, the primary. Um, at the time of the Siege of Terra, the three members of the Trident were Barbin Falk, who was at this point kind of possessed by... he No, by demon, I guess. Um, he just referred to himself as the Warsmith and, like, was really, like, weird. Like, he would, like... He would kind of, like, stare, stare off into distance... And like talk like out of the side of his mouth, like he he got weird. He was cool though before that. Um, there was Forex, who was the first captain of the company, the first company captain. Um, Forex was very um, politically engaged, you might say, where he was mm -hmm. always kind of scheming. That's a very big thing in the Iron Warriors. Everybody's mm -hmm. scheming all the time, which is strange because they're fucking they dig ditches. Like, what the fuck are you scheming about? <laughs> Well, um, I mean, politics is important when you're kind... Like, I mean, when you're... When you smell of dirt and entitlement, politics is a very, very relevant thing, as I'm sure you know. Very, very obviously. Yes. Fair enough. Um, right. So, and Forex was uh, important throughout the entire Horus Heresy, the entire Great Crusade. He was always a member of the... Um, of the Trident ever since he was uh, promoted to the position of First Company Captain. Even after the heresy, he continued to be important to not only uh, the Primarch, but to uh, the Warsmith. Uh, and then the third member is relatively new to the Trident at the time of the Horus Heresy, or, or as he was promoted during the Horus Heresy. Um, his name was Kroger. And Kroger was an interesting character in that he was literally just like a, a gang fighter who accidentally became promoted to one of the most important positions in the entire Legion. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was just a dude. <laughs> he was literally just a dude. He was a, a line soldier. 
He was not a cat. He wasn't a. He wasn't even a warsmith at the point. He wasn't in charge of a unit. He wasn't important at all. He literally the only so okay. Let's back right. this up a little bit. <laughs> back it up to about uh about four years into the horse heresy. Right. Uh, the pro- the Iron Warriors are laying siege to this Imperial Fist stronghold on the middle of uh-huh. fucking nowhere, um, and Kroger was the only member of his company to get onto the walls. He got onto the walls and he was engaged with the Imperial Fists. He took out four, five, six Imperial Fists, and he was getting pinned down. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, a Thunderbird just swoops down. Thunderhawk, whatever the ships mm-hmm. are called, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They uh, yeah. swoops down and just touches the landing of the uh, of the wall, and Herderabo comes out with his <laughs> personal bodyguard of robots. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. The Iron Circle is called. It's called is uh seven or eight. I think it's eight. Um, basically, battle robots that Herderabo built himself that follow him everywhere. Um, right. So Perdurabo and the Iron Circle land on this wall and kill everybody else. And Kroger's just like, "Bye, cool. I'm I'm Kroger. Nice to meet you. I'm I'm your soldier." And Perdurabo's like, "Cool. You're a member of the Trident now, cause you're <laughs> you're basically a street fighter, and I want that right now." <laughs> hey, question. Yeah. Were are these robots technically considered artificial intelligence? Yeah, kind of. Limited. Uh, Very limited. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it's literally just it's Perturabo, Perturabo's, per, like Perturabo, like it's Perturabo, nerd, uh, weirdo, and just some dude. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> these yeah. four, these, yep. these four dudes would make up the trident. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Kroger yeah. during the Siege of Terror of Terra uh-huh. fuck me. Um during the Siege of Terra, Kroger had an interesting conversation with Karn of the World Eaters. And uh-huh. Karn was just like <laughs> as all world leaders were at this point, but Karn yes. re- retained a bit of his consciousness. Uh longer more more so longer than his brothers. Uh but right. Karn was like you have the mark of the blood god on you. And Kroger was like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, so, throughout this conversation, Karn literally puts his arm... So, they're talking about Kroger should basically follow Korn, the, the god of uh, blood. Yeah. And, um, and violence. And Kroger was like, what more could this give me? Like, I don't understand the benefits of pledging myself to some greater power and Karn puts his hand through a fucking tank and (laughs) (laughs) he jumps like 16 feet in the air and then cuts that tank in half with his chain sword with his chain axe and then like Kroger's like cool yeah so I'm gonna do that and fell to Karn pretty much immediately (laughs) so in order Karn just kind of was like, "You should try this. You should, you should like join me, brother. Worship Corn." Oh, like he's like, "But why though?" And then Karn proceeds to do incredibly excessive OP shit, and then Kroger is like, 
that's Titus. That's very cash money of you. I'm gonna start <laughs> worshiping corn now. That's pretty much exactly how that went. <laughs> I I hope and pray that someone animates my explanations of this because I feel like it'd be much funnier being seen. Yes, I agree. Wow, <laughs> what 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 entertainment? Oh, <laughs> uh, so that was the trident. They would lead. That would help Perturabo lead the um, uh, the siege of Terra. Terra. Right. Um, the siege would continue for months and months and months. Uh, Perturabo and Corn and fucking Dorn. Wow. Hey, shout out to last episode. Shut up! I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Perturabo and Dorn would would continue to play 8D chess uh, for months and months and months uh, until the siege basically ran out of time. Uh, the lion, uh, Gilliman, and the space wolves. Um, also, all came to Terra's rescue, and right. uh, the siege was broken. Right. Uh, so, Perturabo would lead his legion back into the Eye of Terror, and they would settle on a fortress world of Merengard, Med- Medrengard. Yes. Medr- Med- Medrengard. Med- yeah. Medrengard. Medrengard. Yes. Yes. Confusing etymology. Yes. Um, but, 40k in a nutshell. But before, I think, I could be getting this mixed up now. Before this, they settled on Medrengard, um, Perturabo issued a challenge out to Doran, saying, hey, if you beat me here on this inconspicuous planet that I've never been on before, ever, 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 <laughs> ever, I promise, uh, then you're obviously better. So Doran was like, okay, um... <laughs> That's fucking weird, but okay. <laughs> so he deploys the Imperial Fists, most of the Imperial Fists, by the way, uh, onto this iron cage. And Perturabo spent a long time building this uh, intricate series of traps and puzzles. and Right. It was a bad time. It and was called the Eternal Fortress. The reason it's called the I Have Lexicanum Open, I'm going to be a stickler just this once and never Perfect. again. It was called the Iron Cage because Dorn said that he would bring back Perturabo in an iron cage. Wow, that's stupid. Yeah. I don't know why it's not called it's called the Eternal Fortress and not the Iron Cage, because the Iron Cage sounds much cooler. Yeah, and it fits their theme of putting iron in front of everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, most of the Imperial Fists would die over the course of this engagement. Um, so much so that they barely had a chapter's worth of men at the end of it. Right. So, because so, before this, by the way, uh, Rowboat Gilly, Girly Boy wrote his Index Astartes. Yeah, he wrote right? the Space Book Astartes. He wrote the Space Book. Yeah, he wrote the Big Book of Space Shit. And Dorn was like, that's stupid. I have all these men behind me. I have, My legion's huge. Look how big my legion is. Why would I want to divide them into units of a thousand men? And then at the end, he's like, shit, we only have like a thousand men left. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they became Codex compliant by accident. <laughs> so then they would fall into the uh, the Eye of Terror and they would right. become uh, the tyrants of Medrengard. Yeah. Um... And then some whack shit would go on. Yes. Uh, 
during the course of the Iron Cage, I believe, uh, Fulg uh, not Fulgrim, fuck me, Perturabo would become a demon prince, he would ascend to demonhood. Um, right. Of chaos undivided, because that was a choice, I guess, that nobody would have picked. <laughs> except like... Lorgar. It's interesting. And uh, also technically Kurz. Nah, yeah, Kurz, Kurz didn't give no. a fuck. Kurz didn't last long enough. No, exactly. Um, let's bring this up, though, because it's an interesting sure. distinction between Chaos Undivided of the Iron Warriors and Chaos Undivided of the Word Bearers. Because right. they looked at Chaos as different things. Right. So, Lorgar and the Word Bearers were reverent. They prayed to all, all four gods. They, you know, they held the yeah. octet as holy image, iconography. And yeah. they worshipped all gods you um unilaterally they right. believe that you know in like any uh if you look at any um polytheistic religion uh, of human of like yeah you know our, it's like our no religion. one god sits above the other right they're right. all equal elements they all of respect humanity. you you know you might have a uh, a guy or two that worships one more than the other but as a general yeah. as a general yeah. rule they all hold all these chaos gods uh reverently now, the Iron Warriors, on the other hand, didn't, for the most part. There were exceptions, right. obviously. But yeah. they used the Chaos Gods not as a source of worship, but as a means to the ends. Right. They used Chaos not as a theistic extension of themselves. They used it as another weapon. They right. used it to bend machinery to their will, to insert demons into uh, tanks and all kinds of siege guns and siege towers um, because they saw it as another weapon to use, another tool in the arsenal. And it's right. an important distinction to know that Lorgar may be a, a demon primarch of Chaos Undivided and Perturabo may be a demon primarch of Chaos Undivided, but the manner in which they utilized Chaos as a religion is very, right. very different. It's more, it's the difference between reverence and you, it's where Perturabo became a primarch of chaos by because instead of like Lorgar becomes a primarch of chaos because of his dedication right. as a means of becoming closer to his gods Perturabo became a demon primarch of chaos to essentially become bigger and stronger and more powerful because chaos isn't a thing to be worshipped or feared it is a tool and just yes. like every other tool the more you use it the better you get with it Right. So it's all, so it's just philosophical outlooks of a religion. Yeah, yeah. It's either you're using it to make yourself feel better, or you're right. using it to maintain some sort of end. Right. I'm looking at pictures of demon engines. These are awesome as fuck. Yeah, right? They're, they're yeah. metal as shit. Okay. Uh, I want to, let's talk about these for a minute, because I think these are really cool. Yeah, sure. we're gonna have to talk. So, demon engines, for those of you who don't know, are basically rituals are performed on different things like tanks or giant church, giant city-sized robots or whatever particular item is trying to be demonized. And so a demon, a being of the warp, is put inside of this thing and then it takes direct control and so all of so it like it takes like tanks and giant robots and it adds like depending on which demon it adds more organic thematic bits to it and so you end the end with the end result being 
essentially mechanical dragon creatures and giant titans with like weird and giant city-sized mechanical titans with pustules and veins and legions of little swarming crawly things all over it it's really cool it's really cool i love it so much yeah they're very they're very interesting um yeah and even uh even like hell brutes i think they're called uh yeah. hell brutes are like so <clears throat> a dreadnought is essentially when a battle brother when a uh astartes gets basically killed when he's beyond any kind of uh redemption right and he's compatible with a suit of armor called dreadnought or dreadnought plate um they insert his consciousness and whatever's left of his organic material into the dreadnought and he becomes this dreadnought he be it's still him kinda he re remains conscious and it's still his personality in this machine but it's very you know distant it's very yeah um metallic it's very right. mechanized yeah um and this is usually done with the consent of the Astartes, and he becomes one with the machine. Uh, a Hellbrute, on the other hand, is when they bind unwillingly a individual into basically Dreadnought Plate um, against their will, and they mute, they kind of form a dual consciousness between this individual and the demon that hosts inside the plate right. so it's like a penitent engine almost a adeptus Auritus, um mixed with dreadnought armor and mm -hmm. it's really fucking scary to think about because you are yeah. trapped inside this fucking thing against your will and you have to kill because the demon that's whispering in your fucking head the whole time is telling you to kill things it's yeah. kind of fucked up yep <laughs> Most of this stuff you could just summarize by saying it's kind of fucked up. Uh, moving on to it's kind of fucked up. Let's talk about Hansu a little bit. <laughs> Hansu's kind of fucked up. Hansu was the excess, uh, successor to the warsmith. He was a warsmith after the heresy. Uh, right. He was important on Medrangard. Um, mm -hmm. He is um, uh, Anesius. Um, what word am I looking for? Um, fucking terrible. Go uh, ahead. You you could you could take this one from me. <clears throat> Hansu is responsible for one of the worst things to ever happen in 40k ever, called the Demunculaba. So, the Iron Warriors, after they fled to Medrangard, had a hard time getting their hands on enough gene seed and people to continue to like to grow their legion like most of the chaos like most chaos marines did most chaos most chaos legions have a t tried to tackle the problem of being unable to recruit from home worlds or from other worlds for varying reasons um the iron warriors notably hansu decided to solve this with the worst possible option so hansu so the Demunculaba was an attempt to create more iron warriors. So on the world so so on the war so on the planet of Medrangard, the Chaos Demon World of Medrangard, 
Warsmith Hansu gathered up gathered up the gathered up women from the planet and essentially force-fed the force-fed them nutrients until they were essentially giant sacks of meat and then he would force like he would force her heretical chaos make heretical chaos magoses to use science and chaos to turn them into essentially living incubators where they where they could essentially so they could take people and they could implant so that what they would do is in order to sub in order to put someone through the process by which the gene seed affects their bodies they would take a person of you know normal astartes recruiting age which is usually like like fr somewhere between i believe somewhere like a young young to mid to early to mid teens and yeah. they would take them that guy they would take that to random 16. dude yeah oh anyone below 16 <laughs> it was fair game forgot Pretty about much. that oh yeah that makes this much worse so yes. they would essentially take all like any eligible human 16 year old males and then Put them inside of the giant mutant living, mind you, living mutant flesh sack women thing in a process that the wiki describes as, and I quote, a reverse C-section. So this new recruit will gestate in there with the new gene seed in them for several days until the new candidate essentially had to claw themselves out of the Lava, who again, I'd like to remind you, is still alive, still a breathing living person, that has been bloated to essentially become a living birth sack. And this new Astartes was born without skin because the gene seed, A, the gene seed is corrupted, and B, the some kind of flaw within it made it so that the skin wouldn't grow with the with the asp the, the person's natural skin wouldn't grow. So they would take the skin from the demunculaba itself. And they would make skin suits for these new space marines if they survived and passed the trial of not being mutated. Because the Iron Warriors believe that chaos is a tool. And if you show any signs of mutation, that means that you were reckless with the tool. So if you were so if any of these new recruits came out mutated in any way, they essentially flushed them down the toilet. That's what they did. They flushed them down the toilet. And so, anyone who wasn't flushed down the toilet was given a new skin suit made from the skin of their weird womb mother thing, and made into an iron warrior. And that I was am how. The so believably uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, uh, the iron. Oh, um, the mutants that ended up getting flushed down the toilet formed tribes, and would essentially wander did. around. Yeah. The trot, like the unfleshed, the tribes of mutants that wandered around Medrengard, were instrumental in the destruction of the Demunculaba. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't blame that for a second. Now, <laughs> if my memory serves right, uh, Uriel Ventress, uh, captain of the Ultramarines' fourth company, yeah. uh, was the one responsible for destroying the Demunculaba. Yeah. And uh, in this act, uh, Hansu swore like a, a blood debt upon Uriel Ventress which right. he would never rest until Ventress was dead by his hand. Right. Which is <laughs> one way to go about that, yeah. Yeah. 
And, I, I think uh, Uriel Ventress should have fucking put a sword through Hansu's neck, but, you know. I want to point out that I actually read parts of the book this came from. So, yeah. in the book, it is mentioned that the space, um, uh, Pisanius Lysane and Uriel Ventress, this yeah. was so bad that these two veteran ultramarines were disgusted and one of them, and they cried when they found out, <laughs> they saw what happened. Two grown-ass veteran super soldiers cried at the sight, at what they saw when they saw the Demunculaba. And yeah. when they saw the unfleshed, and when the unfleshed told them what they were and how they came about, because some oh, of the unfleshed boy. they were melted. They they spoke like sloths from the Goonies, but oh, they God. remembered what they were. Oh fuck me! Yeah, uh, the Demunculava is one of the worst things that humanity has done. Yeah, I agree. Oh uh, fuck! In this one way, Perturabo is worse than Fulgrim. Yes. Because now, Fulgrim dedicated himself wholeheartedly to this orgy thing, and he's run... Fulgrim and the Emperor's Children are... They operate on, like, demonic compulsion. This yes. was practical. There, yes. was a, there was a reason for this. This was a, seen as a ne not only necessary, but a completely feasible and reasonable objective thing to do. Yeah, regardless of the cost. Yeah. And that's the Demunculaba. <laughs> God damn it. I would rather fucking chew glass than talk about the Demunculaba anymore. So we're moving on. Yes. Uh, members of the Iron Warriors eventually joined Abaddon's Black Legion. Um, and if they didn't, they still remained on fairly good terms with Abaddon. Right. And um, would lead... Uh, would join him in his Black Crusades. Um, outside of that, um, Perturabo remains on Medringard. Uh, he is a fully-fledged Demon Primarch now. Um, he is a... still a douchebag. Yeah, but now he's now, just really big. Now he's just big, and yeah, that's really it. Yeah. There's not really... There's, I know Perturabo has, like, a book dedicated to him and that's how we know his whole story about his time on olympia yeah yeah but i feel like there should be more on perturabo yeah i mean reading the siege of terra provides very good insight on his character yeah um and like uh reading um one of the books about him i can't even remember it anymore but it's the book with kroger where they mention his character is very right. interesting Yes. Uh, so yeah, the Hansu. Other than that, no real important yeah. Iron Warriors. It's kind of sad, actually. Like aside yeah, from the Iron Warriors, that basically. Yeah, aside from the Iron Warriors, who were just kind of on the siege of Terra. There's just nothing really right oh there's a warsmith that apparently tried to send a space hulk full of tyranids to terra yeah um warsmith That's funny. yeah warsmith sean too. that is actually really funny 
Yeah, where he was just like, I have an oh, idea. I'm going to break this siege with a bunch of fucking bugs because you know what? Historically, there's a precedent for taking uncontrollable insect, like releasing basically ultimate locusts upon your enemy. That absolutely is a thing that absolutely yeah. works. Moses the did Pharaoh it that did one it. time. Yes. No. Moses did it to the Pharaoh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting um Flay the Apothecary on the Lexicanum page to have more than like a single paragraph dedicated to him. Uh it's mm. Yeah, no. Yes. There is very little yes. actual media written about the Iron Warriors. Because they're traitors and nobody nobody buys traitor yeah. books because they're I not cannot just we're just gonna spend the entire time just kind of shitting on the Ultramarines for their video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are. <laughs> Fuck robot Gilly boy and her his goddamn blue boys, <laughs> his space blue so. boys. He made Rome. <laughs> he made Rome in space. Yes. It's not interesting. So if I may engage in more opinion stuff. And like at based on what you've told me about the lore, yes. Um, the Iron Warriors kind like the Iron Warriors with their kind of methodical means to an end kind of thinking were like I believe I mentioned before how you said that the they are this is like each of the primarchs are based off of like a different part of the emperor. So Perturabo, I feel, is yeah, based right. off of the emperor's just like. Perturabo and Dorn are two halves of a singular whole. Like, they like that's why they fight so hard because building stuff Dorn and break and... stuff requires an intense amount of knowledge. Like, the kind of from what you're yeah. telling me about like how the Iron Warriors had, um, what's Stone Rot who could look at the ground and t touch the ground and figure out the optimal method of trench that could be dug in that spot. That requires right. an intensive amount of engineering right. knowledge, and also, and in, to be able to destroy something yeah, effectively, you have to understand how it works. And so, that's how Perturabo was. That's how Perturabo, yeah, despite exactly. being a make being focused on siege breaking, was able to construct the Eternal Fortress. Because to understand, yeah, no, continue. He he had pages and pages of. Uh, unbuilt palace architecture designs. He had blueprints for um, infinitely. There was one where he made a um, the blueprint of a machine that ran oh, machine. itself, like uh, perpetual motion. Uh, per yeah, and he had Vulcan actually make it for him, and he had it, and then oh! he smashed Fulcrum's oh, yeah. face. No, up. is that no? That's not um, the hammer. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Right. No, it, it's an interesting story. It's basically um, during the Angel right. Exterminatus uh, book campaign, whatever. Um, Fulgrim was like, "Hey, I'm gonna tell you a story of this awesome fucking weapon. You're gonna, you're gonna fucking love me for this shit. Um, but I'm not gonna tell you the story until you make <laughs> me a goddamn coliseum for me to tell you this story in." And. Perturabo's like, are you fucking kidding me? Just tell me the story now, you idiot. And Fulgrim's <laughs> like, but there's no pizzazz in that. It's like, 
So, Pardarabo <laughs> built a whole fucking stadium so that Fulgrim could tell him this <laughs> shitty story about a fake-ass weapon. <laughs> that is hilarious. Also, are we, can we briefly mention how um, yeah. Pardarabo canonically plays not StarCraft? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so Fulgrim kind of... No, <laughs> Fulgrim fucking did no. So yes. Perturabo plays like a simulated war game right. with him with his sons and shit, uh, where it's literally just like StarCraft Warhammer Forty Thousand, <laughs> like Dawn of War that's, Two. That's what he like, unearthed with Magnus, and he plays it to simulate that's outcomes. That's what he found on all those trips with Magnus. He was piecing together and it, the a Steam <laughs> key for the last Steam last digital copy. <laughs> Of Dawn of War 2. <laughs> it takes a whole freaking yeah. room of cogitators to run just <laughs> one copy of Dawn of War 2 at, like, medium settings. <laughs> right. Something a fucking potato computer can do now. So, Protorabo being a giant strategy nerd does strategy nerd things regularly with his men in order to flex on them to show yes. how be much better of a strategy nerd he is. So Perturabo is that guy yes. on all of the TG slash TG, the traditional games threads and all the Reddit stories. Perturabo is that guy. He is the guy who shows up and gets his minis on everything and gets his like he gets his greasy hands all over the minis that you painted for hours. He is the guy who care who owns all of yep. the codexes, including yours, and specifically reads out the rules to your codex as yep. you play to ensure that he wins. And he is the guy who gets so angry when you lose that he just straight up exactly. flips the table and crushes all your minis with his sledgehammer. Yep. Yep. And so Perturabo made an army of that guys because his whole goal was to make that was Perturabo's plan this whole time because he didn't believe because to his in his opinion the Iron Legion and their and their wars of attrition were not efficient enough to his standards. And so he had them beat each other to death. Right. In an outcome that I'd like to ask a question. Perturabo, big brain, ultra math, ultra genius that he is, could he not have done something to like skew probability so that specific soldiers were killed, or did he just do that at random? Right. I mean, but he that, probably could if he really cared. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> yes. arch daddy issues. And so it's funny because Perturabo spends his whole time on Olympia complaining about the father that he doesn't have and how he doesn't belong here when the tyrant of Damakos does... The tyrant of Damakos is still a tyrant and he's still using Perturabo to his own ends, but he's also trying to some extent to be a decent parent. Not, a good, not like a good parent, but like yeah. the emperor did. Yeah, he, put he more actually praises Perturabo for his sure. work. So Perturabo, this whole time, was getting a lot of well-done sons and you're doing a good jobs while he was making his weapons. But 
at the same time, Perrabo was like, you're not my real dad. If you were my real dad. Yeah. Yeah, if he wasn't such an insatiable... If he wasn't such an insatiable yeah, douchebag... Yeah, he probably would have done better. Then, yeah, would have been But great. he wasn't. Because the thing about right. being the cold engine but of logic wasn't. is that the cold engine of logic needs to operate on... Like, the cold machine engine of logic needs to operate on definitive results. Like... When, like, there yeah. isn't real, like, you, like, when someone operates like that, you have to be constantly like, you're doing a good job, this is good, because the, because, because f- their feedback input is required. Because without input, there is no direction, without no direct, without a direction, there is no set goal. So, Perturabo, from, like, a psychological standpoint, right. was wh- wired to kind of need the constant, yes, this is good, keep doing this, this is good, do something else. Perturabo in his cold, like, the thing that he lacked all this time was, like, human input. Because that was something that Dorn had that he didn't, because Dorn grew up essentially as a member of the royal family where he had advisors. And even though he was smarter than, even though he was smarter and more skilled than all of them, it's good to have input for even for simple emotion reasons like right. you like people need to be told that they're doing a good job. Perturabo is an example of what happens when you need that way too much. And also he could literally just see yeah. space hell open in that, front of him all the time. That has to do yeah, something that, to you. That didn't help. That didn't help. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. Poor fucker. Because I've yeah. Well, most it of these stories sad. are sad, except for Dorn's. I think it is sad. Most of this, most of this shit is kind of sad. Yeah, Dorn's is good. Gilliman's is good. <laughs> Everybody else is fucking. And they all depressed. came out of it like some. Like I feel like this is a thing that exists somewhere, but like someone needs. I feel like the Primarchs are definitively human, despite having. Yes. They are no, they they aren't even human. Yeah. They're like they're more than human. Because I'm not talking about like a superhuman level. I'm talking yeah. about they're more emotionally well, yeah. vulnerable than most well, yeah, other people. Yeah, I assume people. their brains function hot. They're able to organize armies at the age of like 5 months old. So, it stands to reason that they'd be much more yeah. sensitive and they need like You know, I feel like that's a very big flaw. To put in your super soldiers. Just being very, very, very emotionally yeah. needy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, aren't we all, though? In conclusion, um, yeah. Perturabo, I like Perturabo. Like, out of all the Primarchs, I like Vulcan, but I like Perturabo, like, but I, f- I understand Perturabo a little more because I remember... There was a point right, when I was right. younger, when I was very... Like, the problem with... Perrabo is suffering from a larger and more dramatic version of what I personally like to refer to as the as overachiever. It's like the overachiever brain, where it's like you constantly need yes. to be told that you're doing the right thing, right. that what you're doing is excellent, and that all of your ideas are great, and you need that constantly... Because if you don't get it, then obviously you're doing something wrong, and nobody understands you, and the whole world is against you, and then you start spiraling out of control. So in conclusion, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, per- yeah. And, he, and he's written like that for a reason. It, you you make the joke often in our in our own passing in which yeah. uh, Perturabo is just the fan insert character because yeah. that's that's what so many of us feel. Yeah. And uh, I think it's I made that accurate. joke because he plays not he plays like discount he plays RTS games. <laughs> He's the only yes, Primark to own to notably play yes. video games. Aside from Magnus. We don't know what Magnus yeah. did in his free time. Nerd. <laughs> Aside from Magus, you fucking nerd. You red skin one eyed yeah. fucking weirdo. Perturabo is, is the, the one science true nerd. nerd. Yes. He is the science nerd. You're the book nerd. Fuck you. Yeah. God damn it. For I entirely different too. reasons. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. For entirely like different reasons. We'll get to that. Perturabo. Yeah. I think I think we're good. Yep, yeah. slightly longer episode than Fulgrim's because fuck Fulgrim. Yeah, we fuck don't need to analyze Fulgrim. Fulgrim is just better. super horny all the time. This is this could this could use yeah. much more analysis. Perturabo felt a chaos of his own yes. of his own volition in fear of a mistake that he made, as opposed to Fulgrim, yeah. who felt a chaos because the demon sword told him to. Yeah, it's much, much more interesting yeah. to see. Contrast yep. Perturabo's fall to Fulgrim's fall because Fulgrim's fall is it's it's like it's it's a very fantasy thing of like uh, the sword it's talking to me it tells me things yeah. it's telling me to kill and I listen to it. Perturabo's fall Perturabo falls to horse in the first place because he made a mis- he made mistakes and those mistakes led to a drastic unfixable situation yeah. that he decided to fix in the most emotion like in a very what one would consider emotional way which is basically you don't listen to me i'm going to scrub you from the planet and so in his wake of what have we done he listened to horus because everyone liked horus at this point yeah that's what horus is horus talked very nicely to people especially those who needed to be like who needed to be talked nicely perabo is a much more like from a literary standpoint as well, Perturabo is much more about, like, it's not about, like, the fall of a, it's not like a psychopath becoming a psychopath because he believes destiny is horrible, or a guy falling to a demon sword. It's a guy, it's a nerd, like, it's um, a scientist who tried to fix everything with logic, who, who tried to find logical solutions to illogical problems, and at the end... He fell, it, it broke him, and he fell to the person who gave him answers that he could understand. It's very, very human. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's very and that real. That is why Perturabo yeah. is awesome. That yeah. is why Perturabo is awesome. I agree. Uh, next episode is Dragon <laughs> Icon? That's gonna be so Icon? short. <laughs> Am I? Is that right? Am I correct in thinking we're gonna dedicate a whole episode <laughs> to fucking Jack we do and I Because these episodes have been fairly short. What if we just double them up? This was an hour well, and ten minutes. Good point. What are you talking about? Well, that's because we went to this, the whole literary thing of Perturabo. Because Perturabo is written good. But there's like Perturabo nothing about the good. con. Um, not 
not me actually seeing to make sure I'm correct and seeing that it's fucking Jagged Icon. Yeah, they're <laughs> Legion of Fuck That's going to be a short episode. And that's sad. Yeah, I guess. That's sad. I'll read his book. <laughs> To make sure I know what I'm talking about, because Lord knows I don't know a goddamn book. thing about the white. And stars. they go fast. Other than that, they're Mongolian. <laughs> I have not read. I skipped over every single one of their Horus Heresy books. I saw Jack <laughs> and I was like, "That's not important." God damn! I wish I re rethought that. Now. Yes. Nothing against Jack and I can't. And also, story. they don't they're really have cool. a lot I just written about them. Which is sad, because they have a lot of potential to be really cool. Yeah. Cause... Right. There is three or four. There's two or three. Maybe four. Right. Um, Horus Heresy books about them. And then there's Warlord the Primarch book, I think, is out. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay, good. Cool. Okay, I'll read that. I'm just going to do what I always do and read Lexicon. <laughs> Okay. Because I can't afford all of these books, man. Yes, and fair enough. I bring the lore, <laughs> you bring the hams. Together we make podcast. <laughs> yes. The hams. Ordo Dracos, we bring the hams. All right. Okay, with that, we are yeah. going to sign off. Everybody have a great Ave night. Imperato. Ave Imperato.